And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football. Victory two. Hello, Michael. Victory Monday, Kenny. Victory, Victory Monday, Monday, two weeks in a row. Yeah. This is it. Three for the season. So he has matched his total of wins from last season. So off all those out there that were ready to fire the coach because they weren't going to be as good as last year. So we are at a three and six point now. Not bad. Not where I expected, but like I said, this is a season of discovery for me. What'd you think about it, Mike? Well, I thought it was just a, a terrific game. It was fun to watch. It really was. Just you know, both teams made made plays that really in, in a lot of regards, Kenny, memorable plays, especially of course by uh, by that quarterback, I'm going to refer to him as. I mean, the guy is, the guy is amazing. Justin Fields is just absolutely amazing what he does. The strength in his legs to continue to compete that hard from start to finish. That's really to me. It's just amazing what an athlete. But we'll see if he becomes a great quarterback. There, there is a difference. But from a Lions standpoint, I just think two straight weeks they did what they had to do, and the best part of Sunday's game was that they protected. They protected the end zone at the end by their defense, and their defense held them out. Yeah. Well, I just want to say this, and I'm going to be on record right now. You can write it now. I wanted Justin Fields after Panay Sue. I wanted Panay Sue first and Justin Fields second. But I'm going to tell you right now, that quarterback play is not sustainable in the NFL. Yeah, they better teach that kid how to throw, and all he does is run. And, of course, you're going to get one or two plays when you're running like that because that's all you're doing. But – I I found his quarterbacking lacking. I thought there were plays out there to be made. He takes a long time to find guys. I I'm impressed by him physically, but I remember that scene of Michael Vick in that wheelchair on the sideline back when he was playing. You know because he yeah. broke his ankle. Because that quarterback play is not sustainable in the NFL. Well, it might or may not be. We'll wait and see. He might be. He might be different than some of the others. But I will. I agree with you on this one. He's not. A, he's not a he's not playing he's playing football right now he's not necessarily playing quarterback and I think there's a difference and I don't mean that I'm not downing the kid because he's got, he's got a future ahead of him in pro football but I like I said I think he's I think he's playing football he's not playing quarterback but I think that's what they needed to do with him after what he went through last year I've said this before I thought they drafted him just to appease the fans and sort of treated him that way played him before he was ready to play I think to me, this is his really genuine rookie year, and he can build build from this. Yeah, and and and, and a, a kid who's that athletic, he he has some development, but I don't think he'll ever be, you know, a pinpoint passer. But it's been done numerous ways in the National Football League. Yeah, but I don't like it when you're running for more than you're throwing, and when and that's not a sustainable look in NFL. But forget about him. We we'll see him later in the season. We'll talk about it. Let's talk about these Lions. The thing I'm most impressed about impressed about yesterday's game was that the younger players were making plays. The people that you're trying to build this team around, um, Aiden Hutchinson, who some people, I'm not mentioning names, not on this podcast, I'm just saying names, were calling him a bust three weeks ago because he had a few down weeks and whatever, and because the sack numbers weren't there. And all he's starting to make plays. Now you see the plays he's making, even when he is not involved in the play, because the interception from Akuda was Agent Hutch- Adrian Hutchinson diagnosing it and then getting around there. So these are things that I'm seeing, the kind of impact player he was drafted to be. Well, there's a difference, and I've said this, you've heard me say this a billion times, there's a difference on defense we're talking about now. 
there's a difference between tackles and plays. Tackle a guy for a six-yard game, that's not a play. You just, you know, you're halting his progress down the field. You do a couple of the plays that, that, that you're talking about now, Adrian, Adrian, Aiden Hutchinson did, like that one, that backside where he pursued and threw him, caught him for like a two- or three-yard loss. That's a play. That's a winning play. So is the sack. Those are winning plays. And I thought he, I thought he played winning football yesterday. So did a lot of other guys, Julian O'Quara and, and uh, Jeff Okuda and, and that game. But we're talking about Hutchinson. I thought that was a real a real step forward. It shows some, some growth on his part. Yeah. Um, also, I think Aquara now has to get more snaps. I mean, Charles Harris had a great year last year. Signed a big contract. Hasn't done much this year. And his snaps are being taken by Aquara now. Aquara's making plays out on that field, Mike. Well, I agree with that. He and he's he's an athletic player and, and you know, it, it's been it's been a it's been kind of slow coming because he's been hurt a lot, but the way he's playing now and especially in prime time last night, I mean that those were you know, yesterday afternoon. Those were big time plays at the time when you needed it to seal a victory. I thought he really came up big. That's that that's one of the really good signs uh, of this of this team right now, along with many others that came came to the fore yesterday. Yeah, and don't want to leave out Jeff Okuda. Now you know where I'm at with the Tua Jeff Okuda thing. We're not going to re- revisit the KB. You know what? Well, you just did. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. About. I'm going to say this right now. Give it your shot in. I'm not doing any more. I'm, I'm Kim Brown is cleansing himself right here on this podcast. I'm not doing any more who we should have drafted on any player from now or what I said. yourself. Yes. No more Hawkinson who we should have took. No more Akuda who we should have took. No more whatever who we should. I'm not doing it. But the one thing about a D-back, if you're going to take them high, you got to get, they got to take the ball away. And that was the first time I seen him Take the ball away, and if this is going to be a habit, because he's got the man-to-man skills down, he's got the toughness down. He can tackle. This is the last part of his game to come. If he gets the turnover part in, then you got a ball player. Well, I think this though didn't he didn't he yank a ball away last week? Not not an interception, but was part of uh, pulling a ball away. Wasn't that wasn't he? Yeah, they that? didn't recover it. He pulled that ball away at the end of the game. But they didn't recover it, yeah, on that fumble at the last. Let's give him, give him credit. Give the man credit for his work. Well, I'm saying, if turnovers are the last part of his game and he's starting to add those, then it's a worthy number three pick. But anyway, he's still a player. I saw the stats today. They didn't catch a ball on him yesterday. You know, this guy didn't catch a ball. No, no, no catches. I don't know how far oh, many they threw because they didn't throw a lot, but still. That's impressive. And Claypool, who came from Pittsburgh, I don't even remember calling his name yesterday. I thought he had one catch down the left sideline as, I, as I'm watching the game. And, and, but I don't, think, I don't think he was a factor in the game, not positively, not negatively, not anything. He was just sort of a guy who was out there. Yeah. So those are interesting. And the one blown coverage, the 50-yarder, you take, that, right. you take that away. They threw for 120 yards yesterday, 127 yards. No, absolutely. I and mean, look, I don't know how far they're going to go uh, on their quarterback's legs, but I, I think the, the statistics bear, bear it out. What are they three and three and six now? Three right. and seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
No doubt. He puts on a great show, though, Kenny. You can't deny that. It's, it's fun to watch. It's like the Michael Vick experience. But like I said, there's a short shelf life. Enjoy it while you can. Well, right- Michael, no, 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 all due respect, Michael Vick had other problems, though. Let's keep that in mind. No, but I'm just saying. Oh, forget That's different. That's, yeah, it's but different. I, it's not different. It's not. Sure I'm talking about playing-wise, the Michael Vick experience. I'm not talking about the other stuff that happened with him. I'm just saying he couldn't – Michael Vick couldn't sustain. When he played with Philadelphia, Vick was a changed quarterback than he was with Atlanta. You know, he wasn't doing all that crazy running. Right. Well, he was older, Kenny. Well, that's what I'm saying. Happened to him. It's not yeah. sustainable. Okay. Got to throw. Okay. Quarterbacks have but, to throw. I'll give you the opposite example of that, and that's Steve Young who came into the National Football League as a running quarterback, you know, 4-4 speed, all of that, and that kind of gets forgotten. And he was he led the league in, in uh, uh, passing, uh, uh, I think it was five or six years in a row. So there are guys who have done it, guys who have made the conversion. Yeah, it can be done. But like I said, I don't want him to build an offense about him running 450 yards every game because that's not helping him. And in the long run, it's not going to help you. Well, we'll see. We'll let's let the Chicago Bears take care of their problems. They'll take care of it. All right, so we got two down, two two in a row. And all, I just I don't know why I keep worrying about what people say, but I got to bring this up too. Okay, you might lose a draft spot or two. You might lose 10 draft spots, whatever. Uh, These don't, victories, don't, don't me let, me, let me finish. These victories are worth more than any pick outside of if it's an Elway or an Andrew Luck available, which is not. So these pick, these wins – will help that team out far more than those draft picks. Well, here's the other thing, too. The Los Angeles Rams pick now that the Lions are going to get is lower or higher, whichever. I'm, not, I'm never quite sure how you say that. Is lower than the pick the Detroit Lions have at this moment. I think they're 7th and the Lions are 12th, something like that. Right. So you're already getting a better pick out of that trade. So just people out there, just watch the game. Have some chips. Have a Coca-Cola, have a beer, have some coffee, watch the game, and stop trying to figure out where you're going to draft. Yeah, and if you look at the four of the, the best quarterbacks are available now, they were drafted within like 7 to 15 to 20, and Lamar Jackson ended the first round. So you never know where you're going to get a great quarterback from. And like I said, anybody else after that is gravy. Any other position, you can get them anywhere. All I'm saying is this team needs to learn how to win close games, win on the road, which they did, and those lessons will take you way farther than having a number one pick in the top five for the fourth year in a row or whatever. Don't do well, it. That's what, Kenny, that's what Dan Campbell said after the game. Somebody asked about learning, and he said, you learn to win close games, you win close games. That's how you learn. That's how you learn. Uh, no Dan Campbell coaching problems this week, evidently, unless somebody made one up that in here. I thought, oh, wait a second. He went, he, went, he went for it on fourth and two there at the end zone. Well, you know what? I do have a problem with Ben Johnson on the two plays before that. But uh, there was one of them I didn't like. I didn't like the one run. Yeah, the one run I I didn't I didn't like that one at all. But you know, like I said, play calling to me is subjective, unless it's something stupid. They weren't stupid. I just didn't like them, so I can say that. But I thought it was a greedy, another tight end with a touchdown, Michael. Well, how about this, Kenny? These we had two two young guys there, uh, him and uh, and Tom Mitchell. Kennedy. Well, Mitchell, but just Tom Kennedy, who made major contributions in limited snap counts, or not limited snap counts, but limited opportunities yesterday. You know, on he had. We're talking about Brock Wright. He had one, uh, one 
punt one ball thrown to him all day, got it for a two-yard touchdown. Right. I mean, how, how important is that? The guy who played, I think, 46, 46 snaps and, you know, really basically a blocker out there that ran a perfect route, got wide open, touchdown. It was a great call by the offensive coordinator, good throw by the quarterback, and a nice, neat neat package there for all three of those guys. Yeah, and it's been, what, um, two games, Hawkins has been gone, and I think they had four TD touchdowns in those two weeks. Interesting. I don't know if and that... Tom Kennedy, yeah, and of course, Tom Kennedy there in the four, midway through the fourth quarter, the 44-yard catch, just a huge play. And two plays later, they get the touchdown, they get the lead, and the, and the, and the Lions defense protects it and, and get their second straight win. So pretty good, pretty yeah. good stuff by, by by bit players, role players. Yeah. And that that'll help you to a certain point. But I want to get Absolutely. some of these receivers back now. I want Chalk to come back this week. I want I want to get uh, JMO on the field. They need some help. Um, see if there's anybody who can come back because they are real thin. Even Raymond's out. You got to get these guys back, man. Now, I don't go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Things I am disappointed in. I thought the offensive line had a bad game yesterday. I, they didn't get any running going. I thought that the um, Bears were getting penetration into the backfield. I think that's something they need to work on. I don't know was it was it a scheme thing or what, but I just didn't get that. Maybe it was, there was they played on grass for the first time in a while. I don't know, but it just didn't seem like they were, you know, as good as I thought they could be. First time they played on grass since last year. Was it okay? Maybe that, maybe, maybe that's so, the yeah. difference then. Maybe that's what. Well, I'm sorry. No, the second because they played against the Patriots earlier this year. Yeah, my mistake. Yeah. But did you my feel mistake, they played? They were okay. They played okay. They, they played protected okay. the quarterback. They, yeah. they protected the quarterback. I'm talking about running really game wise. I didn't just see them getting off, and you know, usually they would beginning of the season. Remember, backs were getting three or four yards before they were touched. Now you're seeing guys getting hit in the line. Just. You know, I know Big V is out and injuries. I'm not a big fan of Evan Brown at that guard spot either. It's just something I, I think he's a center. And with Ragnar being limited and hurt, and uh, he was in a boot after the game yesterday, so we don't even know if he was going to play next week, and Brown have to move back to center. I just think – and Brown's not a big guy. I just think they need some beef at that other guard spot. Well, what you say might be right, but I also think that they see these players. And they Look, they know how they compare and how they stack up the other choices so I have no doubt that among what's left from the other starting five and now to play right guard I have no doubt in my mind that they're picking the guy the player that they think is best suited to play that position so I don't have any problem with it in terms of who they're playing now, maybe he's not you know the, the, the strongest guy there but but I think he's the best they have I don't think there's I don't question that at all right I'm, I'm not questioning them who's playing as the best I'm just saying that's a problem and right. you know, so but Tommy Kramer, who played real well, and I thought was bucking for us. You know, he was bucking for a starting job after V got hurt. Then he got hurt like the same week. He should be coming back soon. So there, there's some people on the horizon. I guess Big V won't be back, which which hurts. They have not had the starting five offensive line together in two years. Well, it's a different starting five now. So it's we've just moved. We've moved on. That's the way it is. Yeah, it's the NFL. You move on. Um, running back wise. Why is Swift not getting any more carries? On the run oh, yes. for the touchdown, you saw him. I mean, look, people are crying about Swift. Oh, we should trade him and blah, blah, blah. Let me ask you a question. At worst, if he's um, Corey, what's the, the, the back we used to have uh, from um, Notre Dame? I keep forgetting the third down back. At worst, if he's Theo Riddick, 
you got yeah. him under contract and he can do it. He gets you almost a touchdown every week on the minimum amount of carries and touches he gets. What are you complaining about? I know we want more, but if he's giving you that right now, it hurt. Take it. Take it. He got a touchdown yesterday. He got a touchdown the other week. I mean, he's well, he, gee. Well, listen, look, look at it this way, though. He had a nine-yard run, okay? Keep that nine yards on that touchdown. For the day, he had six carries for six yards. Right, right. So the other six carries produced a negative three yards. Right, and that, to me, was offensive line thing, too, I was telling you about. I just don't think they played that good. But you got to lather him up and get him some run. I think he looked on his nine-yard run like his speed is there, his ankles. I mean, it looked like he's physically better. Maybe it's just it'll be a week-by-week thing, but I think they can start bringing more into him. Well, possibly, I think we'll see more. He played more snaps. I think he played 19 snaps this week as compared to 10 last week. Let me see. I well, got I it right here. I, I think they're right getting. Here. I think they're getting him in there. Played 19 snaps. Look at Mike with yeah. the. Look at Mike with the research. You came ready to, to work today, didn't you? Because I know who I'm working with. <laughs> yeah, he got 19 <laughs> snaps, which is good. You know, another. Okay, did, you get, did you give me? Did you put a check in my box on that one? Yes, okay. I did. I'm gonna tell you another Thank thing you. too. Before I don't want to pat myself on the back and pat you on the back, Jared Davis, baby. 12 snaps, blocked a, um, a pass with one, and made two tackles. Jared Davis. I, I didn't okay. say he's the greatest thing in the world, but we, we have been saying for weeks, he's good enough to be on that roster. Well, I like Jared Davis, but I'll, I'll go back to what I said before about about, about uh, Evan Brown. I, I have no doubt in my mind that they're playing the players that they think are the best. I don't – it doesn't – I have absolutely no doubt about that. Sure. But they watch him practice. They watch him play. They watch him move. They watch him, you know, how they uh, how they pick up assignments and all that, and I have no doubt. Now, in some cases, it might be because you've got a younger player that you're trying to develop, and that could be the case with Malcolm uh, Rodriguez, who didn't play yesterday. But I think, they, I think they play the right players in nearly every case, the better player. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a starter, but I'm saying oh, no. he can help – Probably, to me, the reason why he probably was not on the roster before now is he doesn't do special teams like some of the other guys that, you know, linebackers like the uh, guy from Wayne State or Board. Those guys are special teams guys. Oh, Anthony Pittman. Pittman yeah, and Anthony Board. Pittman so they're more, State, they're more yeah. value to a team then. But on the 11 on 11s defense offense, he, he's, be- he's better than those other two linebackers. He just is. I'm not saying he's the greatest, but he's better. But like you said, you're doing a whole team. And I understand it, but he's on the roster now. He can, like I said, keep playing hard, keep playing good. Well, he can be off the roster just as fast, too, with this modern right. uh, practice right. squad. That's why I said you know, keep playing hard, keep playing good. Other stuff. Yeah. Keep playing good. And look, if Jerry Davis, just play. Take, care, take advantage of your opportunity and something can happen. That's right. Now, a couple of things I did not like also. I thought Jack Fox, after signing that contract, kind of had a bad game. And I really wasn't a big fan of last week's game, if my memory served me correctly, but definitely didn't have a good game yesterday. Didn't have a good game yesterday. No, he didn't. I would agree with that. So I don't know if he's spending that money at the at the, at the bank or what, but let's uh, get back to playing, you know, how you got there. So that's my Jack Fox quote for today. He, he waited all day. <laughs> that one did, yeah. All right. The funny thing I saw today on TV, they had the playoff pitchers up and they had teams in contention and teams in the mix. And they had a lion at the bottom of that. So the, at three yeah, and six, yeah. they are yeah, still they are. in the mix. And I told you that I think that the last wild card will either be nine and eight or eight and nine. I just think that. And it's leaning more toward eight and nine where everybody's beating everybody. So 
Is it good for them to go for it? It's good for them to have it there. I don't think they're going to do it because they got a couple of, you know, they they got an easier schedule left, but they got tough games up ahead, and they're young. But, Mike, you never know in this league. Why would you, I, I, what do you mean, should they go for it? I don't, I don't quite get that. What well, you know, mean? at the end of the year, you play guys to find out about next year. You play younger players that you are bringing in slowly. But if you're going for it, you got to find veterans. You got to, you know, you got to put the older guys in because you don't want to mess. There's different ways well, to go. It, hold it, hold it. Let me stop right here. Which older guys do the Lions have? They're like, all young players. I know, They're but like Brockers, you would play because he's, he's no. I'm saying, I'm just giving examples out of well, no, stuff. But he's not, no, it's not an example because he's not playing. But he's not playing now. But I'm saying. They're he's older. not gonna Anzalone play. Alone is an older player. Anzalone's a no. He's not. He's a five-year player. That's old, and that's old for them. Why are you? Why are you oh, contradicting God. what I'm saying? Because I'm just trying to get some facts into this. Game, I'm just right? saying. At the end of the year, teams play a lot of guys. They bring up and play young guys, and I say they start them, but they play them. But if you're in the playoff hunt, you gotta go. It. You gotta. You gotta go. You gotta play the best. You gotta go for it. I mean, the Lions are like the third youngest team in the league. I just, I, I don't I quite know. get your point at all. Kenny, back off. When we get down to the up, end, surrender. when we get down surrender. to the end, just remember what I said, okay? Just remember what I said. I am the all-knowing Ken Brown here. You know, you Kenny, know this. When you say get down to the end, the end is coming. These guys will be two months older. What are you talking? You think they're getting? You think they're aging before our eyes? No, but if, if you're going for a playoff spot, you play a season out differently than trying to develop guys. That's what I'm saying. This stage of the game, they'll played. In a, they've played nine games at this at this stage of it. But they'll have played, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen games already before they get. If, if in your your eyes, the go for it uh, stage comes on, they've had plenty of plenty of play. Well, that's that to me. Twelve guys. games is not plenty of of, of experience, Mike. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I'm not to you. It is, but not to me. Twelve games is just you basically a rookie. Just give up. Give you up know? on this one, please. Right. Just give up. You'll be back again. I'm always right and you're always wrong. It's just the way things <laughs> happen. It's just it's okay. Okay. All right. We go to the New York Giants this week. The two the back to back road games before the Thanksgiving. And I'm gonna tell you another thing too. After watching the Buffalo Bill Viking game, the end of it yesterday. Yep. The Vikings are on one of them streaks like the Lions were that year with Kidney where they finished six and two in the first half and then fell apart. Everything yeah. is going their way right now. Don't expect that to be the whole season. I'm not saying they're not good, but they have get they are getting every break possible right now. Lucky well, stuff. Who 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 in the world on a kneel down or a push out of the end zone play fumbles the ball and they get a touchdown with 40? I mean, Mike, that just doesn't happen. No. Well, it shouldn't happen. Has, I, I've never seen that before. Well, I haven't either, but I really haven't had a chance to look at that in any depth at all. But it's the he, whole, he fumbled the, the snap. Sequence. He fumbled the, the snap. Whole, yeah. If that nobody hit him, was weird. it was yeah. weird. He fumbled the snap. It's just the fact of the game. He fumbled the snap. And I'm going to tell you right now, this Josh Allen, the greatest in the world stuff, a little premature. A little premature. I'm not saying he's not a, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but let's not anoint cats before they start winning games. All right? Well, they got to the AFC championship. All right, but they had a chance there. to win that game too, though, didn't they? Well, it wasn't his fault. Uh, you can say that, but like I said, no, the, let's no, not annoy. He had, no, no, he had, he had, 
he had given them the lead. They lost the lead because the coach on the, on the kickoff used the wrong strategy. That's what happened. Okay, but during that game, there well. were a lot of other opportunities to put more points on oh. the heat and take back. I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's not good, but let's stop anointing guys. Yesterday, t- interceptions and, and fumbles in the end zone. Okay, okay, just back it up a little bit. Back it up. Let them naturally get there. Just like this Justin Field for MVP talk I saw on um, with Olowski today. All right, let's back it up. All right. He didn't. He, Danny O did not say he would. He would win it. He said he would be in the discussion. Well, that's like me and you. I'm discussing the the, the sassy kitty on Telegram. I'm not going in there. We're discussing it. What does that mean? The fastest, the fastest <laughs> kitty on Telegram. The sassy Danny, kitty. I think we've come to the end of this show. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's not in discussion for MVP. All right, let's stop. I don't think he is either, but... You know. Okay, just stop. That's what I'm saying. We always want to get ahead. You know why? Everybody wants to be the first to say, well, I I knew it ahead of time. Just let everything will play in itself. And I told the people in our listening audience on our podcast, we're not getting upset this year. It's going to be an up and down thing. We're going to go through this. And have we been right so far? You're upset every, every Monday at 1 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not upset. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. But anyway, the Giants. Now, something I might get upset about is if Kenny Galladay comes and finally catches balls today, this Sunday because he missed a couple. He dropped a couple this last week. They are really on him there. He's he's. You can't have a big contract in New York and not produce. And um, can it, well, you can have a big contract anywhere and play the way he's. Yeah, but in New York, especially play the way he's played and play the way he hasn't played too. Right. That's been that. That is that is one of the all time flap big money signings in the history. In the history of the National Football League, yeah, it is. And, and I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Kenny Galladay basher either. But this is, it's almost embarrassing how poorly he's played. Yeah, but the thing is always that I always wondered when he was a free agent, the Lions really didn't try to sign him. It wasn't like no, they, not at that money. No, yeah, yeah so that puts a red flag up to me because remember he went a long time without anybody having an offer for him, and then he finally got the Giants' offer, but. Out when your own home team isn't even really that concerned if you leave or not. I, I got that throws my red flag up. Well, it's, they weren't going to go with a seventy or seventy-five mil or whatever it was. I didn't. I never thought that they would make a a, uh, a realistic bid on him at that rate. And, and if I were them, I wouldn't have either. I think he was a good player. He deserved his, his one Pro Bowl. He tied for the league or led the league in touchdown catches. With 11, it was sort of a down year for, for wide receivers, but he did it. At least in that one particular stat, he was the best in the league. But I just, I would, I did not see him as a big money player. I really didn't. Well, good, I mean, good, just good, but that's all good. Well, we'll see this week. Um, the Giants Lions. This is a winnable game. Forget about the records. Sure. This is sure. a winnable game. I agree with you. Lions have a little confidence going in here now. They, they're starting to feel themselves a little bit, which is good. Not too high, not too low. Um, I, I see another close game. I'm not going to predict to our Friday, you know, prediction, but I see them playing good football from this point on. Even the defense now to me just looks different. I mean, they're not great, but they just look different out there. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree with you. I I, I agree with you. I really do. I mean, look, they give up one touchdown on a 67-yard run and another one on a wide-open tight end. He could have he could have jogged in backward mm-hmm. and gotten to the end zone. Uh, that's I thought that they did those uh, breakdowns like that. I thought they cured some of those. Turns out there's still work to do. Well, and both of those were Corey 
according to where they would look, Corey Joseph mistakes, which is a rookie, which you're going to have every now and then. Well, I don't know if all you could put all that on one guy, but whoever it is. Well, the one they showed, it looked like Corey is supposed to take him and they switched and he didn't. And on the other one, Corey just missed the tackle on fields. And he was gone after that. Well, it was a diving. I know, but I'm saying clip him or something. Just stand there and let him run around you to slow him up. But when you dive and miss, you just got a free lane going. But I'm – Regardless of that, those are rookie. That's fine. I'm, look, I'm fine with it because that he's going to learn from these things. I'm okay with that. Well, that's one of the things when you when you play rookies. You yeah, know, right. And, the, like I think it was Parcella said, every rookie's going to cost you a game. So how many rookies? And Lions starting four rookies on defense. So they've lost six. So they two veteran losses and four uh, rookie losses. Now they can win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Mike. So we'll talk again at the end of the week uh, for our game time podcast. But that's it. Any closing thoughts on the Lions? No, I just, you know, I thought yesterday's game was an enjoyable game to watch. It was fun to watch. I like the big plays. I like the tough, grubby plays the defense made. and, and But I also enjoyed watching uh, Justin Fields. I really did. It was, it was fun watching a guy that athletic, that strong, just just glide through people. So, but we'll see. He's got a long way to go. He's what one year and one and a half years into his career. We'll see what happens when he's got three, four, five, six years behind him. All right. And you know, before you leave, Mike, there's one thing you didn't say yesterday. Uh, yesterday, and I'm surprised, and nobody brought it up. Did you oh, know yeah. Riley Reef was out there yesterday? Yes, I did. Okay, I nobody even mentioned think- Riley Reef the whole time. Like, I was waiting for the. You know, Riley Reef was drafted by the line. Didn't hear it once. I think this is. I think this is his fourth team now. Yeah, yeah. He's been a starter everywhere he goes. Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota, Cincinnati, and now he's with the Bears. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the KM podcast this week. Join us again next week for that. Um, Frank Ragnow on Monday afternoon, Mitch Album Show at 5 30. Check him out. Michael here at DetroitLions.com. Check out all the video and things they do there and some articles. Very good stuff. And we will see you.